You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. And a very good morning to you. Welcome along to Tradies News in a nutshell for your Tuesday morning. It is the 11th of April, 2023. Daniel Pettigrew with you. We are broadcasting, as always, through SEN 1170 AM in Sydney, SENQ 693 AM in Brisbane, and SEN 1620 AM on the Gold Coast. Good to be back with you. Start of a working week for most people after a long weekend. Hope you all had a nice uh, Easter, whatever you got up to, and ready uh, to have a short week at work over the next few days. Phone number still the same as always, one 1170 our open line number and you can send me a text anytime 0457 736 736. That's all before breakfast with uh, Jimmy Smith and Brandy. Uh, Vossi having the week off. He'll be back next week. So Jimmy filling in for Vossi, but Brandy's still here. And for our Queensland listeners after 6am, you will take Pat and Heels. Looking forward to the show today. Lots to get through. We'll look back at the game yesterday in the NRL shortly. Uh, Chris Perkins will also jump on the line. He was with me yesterday and I thought we'd get him back on to wrap up the US Masters with the win to John Rahm. He's also got a bit of NBA news to deliver, so we'll talk to him as well. Usually on a Tuesday, Jonathan Gallo would be with me to talk all things English Premier League. Now, when we last spoke to John, uh, which was a week ago, just before I headed off uh, on a bit of a break for a few days myself, uh, he was off to Byron Bay. Uh, now, he is en route back to uh, his home today, this morning, left nice and early. Uh, so we won't chat with him today, but we'll try and catch up with him tomorrow. The Matilda's in action tomorrow morning as well. So uh, lots to talk to him about, uh, hopefully tomorrow morning on the show. So plenty to get across, though, today on this show. one three hundred oh one eleven seventy 01 1170 our open line number, or you can send a text 0457 736 736. It's two past five. The Hot Topic. Thanks to Rain, built tough for Aussie conditions. When it comes to water heating, ask your plumber to install a Rain. Does your hot water need replacing? Go steady, hot and strong. Ask your plumber to install a Rain. All right, let's get to yesterday, firstly. Um, and look, a lot of people have spoken about the Tigers for many years, and of course, uh, this year, um, and uh, most people have sort of had a go at them, but... I don't think you could really fault a lot of what they did yesterday, especially in that second half. Parramatta in the end, 28 points to 22 over the West Tigers. And we'll talk about Parramatta as well in just a second. Um, I thought the first half, it looked like Parramatta could rack up a score. It, it, it seemed that way. The Tigers were making some pretty silly mistakes. And again, when they did have the ball, and they had a lot of the ball, didn't they, in that first half, the Tigers. And if they had played like they did in the second half in the first half, they probably would have gone on to win the game. But once again, we saw from the Tigers in the first half, a side-to-side footy with no real direction, especially when they got within that 20-metre line of the Parramatta try line. And Parramatta, thanks to Mitch Moses, uh, got them home. And I have to say, if it wasn't for Mitchell Moses, I don't think Parramatta wins that game yesterday afternoon at a core stadium. 28 points to 22. But look, I thought the Tigers were pretty good in the second half. 
They threw the ball around, and it was a bit reminiscent to what we saw a few weeks back against the Bulldogs when they had that three- or four-minute period where they just came out and blew the Bulldogs off the park. Now, if they play like they did in the second half more often throughout this season, they will get some wins eventually. And you thought uh, 22 points to 20, you just had that feeling that the Tigers were coming to get them. Luke Brooks, I thought, had one of his better games. Junior Tupo, apart from that very silly mistake uh, in the first half when the Tigers were starting to get on top, I thought he was very good. I thought Charlie Staines was good at the back as well, especially in the second half. And you did have to feel sorry for him, didn't you, when he dropped that ball off the line dropout, which then led to the Parramatta match-winning try. And you also have to feel sorry for Adam Dewey, um, who I thought before he picked up that injury, was probably playing his best game of the year. But uh, West Coast, West Tigers coach Tim Sheens described a shattering third season-ending ACL injury for star player Adam Dewey as a nightmare. Uh, so we saw what happened. Dewey jumped up and took a line dropout, uh, all quite innocent. And then you could almost tell straight away that he did his knee. Uh, he crumbled to the Accor Stadium turf um, with doctors quickly suspecting an ACL, meaning he will not play for more than a year. Uh, his parents, uh, who were both at the game, were visibly upset. Uh, Dewey previously injured his ACL back in 2018 and 2021. Sheen said post-games, it's an ACL. Same knee, given the narrowness of the game, the loss and the contribution that he put in, he's pretty disappointed. Ask me how I feel tomorrow when I wake up and realise it wasn't a dream or a nightmare. If it is an ACL, it could be more than a year. The doctor is pretty sure we will know tomorrow or the next day. Yeah, awful news for Adam Dewey, who I said, who as I said, looked pretty good uh, before he got injured. But he looks like it will be confirmed over the next couple of days, another ACL injury. So another extended period on the sideline for Adam Dewey, which is not good news for the West Tigers. So uh, they'll have the bye next weekend, uh, which is at least something for them. Um, but as I say, if they can play like they did in the second half more often, they will get some victories at some point this year. And on the flip side, Parramatta, keen to hear from you this morning on 0457 736 736 or 1300 1170. It's their only their second win of the year. We know all the matches they've lost, they've been pretty close. Uh, the Roosters won even. Uh, it was 28 points, 20, although that was probably uh, thanks to the late two tries more than anything. But where do you put Parramatta now? I thought Mitch Moses was good, and I thought they had some good performances, but as a whole, I still don't think it was an overly convincing performance. Yes, it was better than some of the other performances that put up this year, but did that, does that convince you to put them in your top eight? I'm just not sure on Parramatta at the moment. Uh, look, they've definitely got the side to do it, but I think it's going to take a bit more than beating the last-place Tigers and just beating the last-place Tigers to convince me that they're a real premiership threat at this stage of the season. Um. They've got the Bulldogs this coming Sunday afternoon, which will be uh, interesting, followed by the Broncos. Uh, then they've got the Newcastle Knights. And then on Magic Round, uh, they will play the Gold Coast Titans, the final game of Magic Round. So it's not the easiest draw. It's not the hardest draw for Parramatta. So where do you put Parramatta at the moment? 0457 736 736 or 1300 01 1170. Do you have them as a premiership contender? Do you even have them in your top eight at the moment? 
come the end of the season. Undoubtedly, they've got the side, but what do you reckon? 0457 736 736 is our text number, or you can call the open line. Have you say any time. Get straight on the air. 1300 1170 is our open line number at eight minutes past five. The other bit of talk I saw on social media last night was regarding the West Tigers and Tim Sheens. Um, it is an interesting one, uh, and I don't know if you noticed it, and I know Vossi made mention of it in commentary on Fox League yesterday afternoon. But in particular in that last, and it may have been happening all game, but definitely in that last 15 or 20 minutes, Benji Marshall was the one that seemed to be in control with the headset on, in the coach's box. Um, saw a few people, West Tigers fans and a few just general rugby league fans, saying that maybe Benji Marshall should just take over now. Have Tim Sheens there potentially as a coaching mentor, but does Benji take over now? And it was made, a point was made that if any other coach had lost six games in a row, that they would be under pressure. Now, depending what coach that was and what team it was, wouldn't mean they would be sacked. But six games in a row lost. Yes, they were very close to winning the game yesterday. But if you're a Tigers fan, on 0457 736 736 or 1300 01 1170, would you like to see Benji Marshall take over straight away? Um, have Tim Sheens as a coaching mentor to him and Robbie Farrah. It'll be interesting to see if the Tigers are to lose a few more games and they've got the bye this weekend, but if they are to lose a few more games, how much pressure is ramped up on Tim Sheens over the next few weeks? Your thoughts on that? Should the Tigers just bite the bullet and give Benji the a head coaching job now? They've got really, at this stage of the season... Not a hell of a lot to lose. What do you reckon? 0457 736 736, our text number. And you can call the open line 1300 01 1170. Speaking of coaches under pressure, the Dragons have sounded out a few different coaches. I mentioned yesterday morning on the show after their loss to the Gold Coast Titans on Sunday that uh, the pressure was relieved from Anthony Griffin just for one week. The other day, well, the other week when they beat the Dolphins last week and then of course, the loss to the Titans last uh, on Sunday afternoon has put that pressure straight back on uh, the Dragons head coach, Anthony Griffin. Uh, we know the Dragons, and this is back page of the Sydney Morning Herald, we know the Dragons have been talking to one of NRL's top agents, George Mimas. Um, looks like Jason Riles is one of the front runners, as is Ben Hornby and Des Hasler. Now, there's not a lot of confidence that Des Hasler would be the man that the Dragons want to go for, it does seem like at the moment, Riles or Ben Hornby do uh, are favourites. Of course, Riles, though, is still contracted, though, to the Roosters for next year. And there's also a chance of the Melbourne Stormhead job if, indeed, Craig Bellamy does step down. So if I'm Jason Riles, do I go to the Dragons or do I go to the Melbourne Storm if both jobs are available? Ben Hornby, of course, uh, he served as an apprentice under the Dragons' former coach, Paul McGregor, before moving to South Sydney, where he's worked with Wayne Bennett and currently working with Jason Demetrio. Um, and Des Hasler, not a lot of talk about him being a head coach, but potentially maybe being a coaching mentor to one of these younger coaches. If you're the Dragons, who do you go for? in season 2024. Who could turn the Dragons around? Um, or is it still Anthony Griffin? 
As I said yesterday, the Dragons have the Raiders, Roosters, Bulldogs and West Tigers over the next month. Not the hardest draw. Uh, the Raiders is in Canberra. The Roosters is the Anzac Day game, which both teams are usually up for. The Bulldogs, they've been pretty inconsistent and we know about the Tigers already. They got the win against the Dolphins but couldn't beat the Titans. Uh, severely depleted Titans team as well. If you're the Dragons, who do you go for? Riles, Hasler, Hornby, um, or someone else? Do you keep Griffin? 0457 736 736 or one 1170 our open line number. The Canberra Raiders are preparing to go to war with Wayne Bennett's Dolphins mid-fears. They could lose off-contract star Jack Whiten. Um, and in the latest twist, it can be revealed that the Raiders have now officially lodged details of their monster four-year, $4.4 million offer with the NRL salary cap auditor in a bid to ensure rivals don't offer significantly less than Whiten's market value. It comes after Ricky Stewart issued a cryptic message over the weekend that the Raiders didn't want the tug of war for Wyden's signature to emulate Anthony Milford's defection to the Brisbane Broncos back in 2014. Now, Stewart didn't elaborate on his, on what his message was exactly implying, but did appear to be a bit of a dick towards uh, Wayne Bennett, who, were then, who was then coach of the Broncos. And he said after the win over Brisbane, I don't want to lose Jack Wyden the way we lost Milford as a player to the Broncos years and years ago. We know at the time Milford was still a teenager and he cited family reasons. There have been suggestions as many as 10 clubs have shown interest to sign the 30-year-old with St. George Lawara, the West Tigers and the Bulldogs all mentioned along the way. But there is little doubt that the Raiders view Bennett's Dolphins as the biggest threat. Uh, Bennett said last month, if we thought he was the right fit for the club and brought the things that we need then we would probably pay more than $1 million. Although privately, Bennett is adamant he has not yet spoken directly with Jack Whiten. The Raiders are convinced, though, multiple conversations have already taken place between their star 5'8 management and the Dolphins. This is going to be an interesting one to see where Jack Whiten does end up. Um, I think he'd be a good fit for a few clubs. But is he worth that much money? He's a very good player. But $4.4 million over four years, the Raiders uh, saying they want to pay him. The Dolphins prepared to pay him over a million dollars a year. Now, maybe for both those clubs, he is worth that much. Maybe for some other clubs, maybe not so much. If you're Jack Wyden, where do you go? Do you stay with the Canberra Raiders or do you go to the Dolphins? Where, where is he most likely in his last few years of his career to win a premiership? Is it at the new club, the Dolphins, or is it at Canberra? Is it about that for Jack White? His family from Queensland? Where does he end up? Going to be an interesting one to watch. 0457 736 736 or 1300 011170. And just one more before the break. I mentioned the Matildas are in action tomorrow morning. I think that match at about 4.45 a.m. We'll keep you up to date with that one, and we'll chat with John Gallo then. But it is now only 100 days until the Women's World Cup hits Australia and New Zealand. A lot of talk about it already. Um, one of the biggest sporting events. It is definitely, uh, in Australia at least, the biggest sporting event that will take place in this country this year. Um, and some articles today about potentially it starting to rival the men's Football World Cup, and we we know we remember what four or five months ago when the men's World Cup was on, uh, and how well the Socceroos did, and it captured the heart of the nation, it captures the eyes of the world basically, and you'd imagine this Women's World Cup will be pretty much the same. A hundred days to go, but it got me thinking 
Um, and this will rival it. I think this will be a very good tournament. But what's been your favorite sporting event that isn't played here every year? So not an NRL, not an AFL, not an Australian Open, things like that. But what's your favorite sporting event that's not played here every year? Could be maybe every three or four years, maybe a one-off, maybe a World Cup, maybe an Olympics. What has been your favourite sporting event that's not a regular thing that is held here in Australia? 0457 736 736. This is the 2000 Olympics. Um, and, of course, we've got another Olympics coming up in Queensland and Brisbane in, what, about nine years' time. So what's been your favourite sporting event that's not a regular thing? It can be a reoccurring thing or it can be a one-off thing or once every 20, 30, 40 years. Your thoughts, your favourite sporting events, some memories from some of those sporting events that don't happen very often here on Australian soil. 0457 736 736, our text number, open line is 1300 1170. So that's just some of what is on the agenda this morning. Lots to talk about on the show. The West Tigers, you've got to feel sorry for them. But where do you put Parramatta at the moment? Do you have them in your top eight? Do you have them as a premiership contender? As I said, oh, look, I'm not ruling them out. I had them in my top eight at the start of the year. And I, I'm not going to go against that just yet. But that performance yesterday against um, the Tigers is yet to convince me that they are back to what we know of Parramatta and what we've seen over the past few years. And the Tigers, do we just... Do they just bite the bullet and give Benji Marshall the top job now? Or is it good just to let him learn under Tim Sheens? 0457 736 736 or open line number 1300 01 Um, Jack Wyden, where do you think he earns up, ends up? The Dolphins, the Raiders or somewhere else? Where is best for Jack Wyden to go? And your memories as we build up to the Women's Football World Cup in 100 days, your memories of some great sporting events in Australia in the past, some one-off events, some reoccurring events maybe, 0457 736 736 is our text number, 1300 01 1170, our open line number. It's 18 past five. After the break, I'll get to your text. Also, we'll cross to America again and speak to Chris Perkins to wrap up uh, the final round of the Masters. 1300 01 1170, the open line number, 0457 736 736, the text. It's 18 past five. This is Tradies News in a Nutshell. It is 22 and a half past 5, 0457736736, our text number, 1300 uh, and to Chris Perkins in a second in America to wrap up uh, the US Masters. We'll also talk a, bit, talk a bit of NBA as well. Asking you on the open line in the text this morning, though, the West Tigers, a uh, bit of talk around social media. Should they just give Benji Marshall the top job now? What do you reckon? Uh, Adam Dewey looks like he's out for another year with an ACL injury, just shattering news. And Parramatta, after that performance, their second win of the year. But do you have them? D did that performance change your mind on Parramatta? They're a really interesting one, aren't they? Last year's grand finalists lost to Penrith, as we know. Um, all the games I've lost this year have been very, very close. But did that performance convince you that they're a premiership contender or a top eight contender? I don't know. I don't think it was a good performance, and Mitch Moses was outstanding. But I still think there's a little way to go for Parramatta. Uh, but a win is a win. Um, Jack Wyden, if you're him, uh, sounds like the Raiders are going to offer him a very big deal. $4.4 million over four years is the alleged figure. Um, or do you go to the Dolphins? Do you go up 
ba- well, do you, his family, his wife's family is from Queensland. Do you go up to Queensland and play under Wayne Bennett at the Dolphins? 0457 736 736 or one 1170 And also 100 days away from the Women's Football World Cup to be held in Australia and New Zealand. Really looking forward to that. The Matildas in action tomorrow morning, as I said. Uh, and we'll speak to John Gallo tomorrow once he's made his way back from Byron Bay, uh, hopefully. Um, but made me think 100 days into the Women's World Cup. But what has been uh, some of your favourite sporting events held in Australia uh, that are not, a regular thing. So not NRL, AFL, but either an event that maybe happens every three or four years in Australia or potentially an event that's only been held once in Australia. What are your favourite memories of some of the sporting events gone in the past? 0457 736 736, our text number 1300 is our open line number. And I'll get to some news, more news around that Women's World Cup in just a second. But before we do that, it's time to do this. Now on Tradies News, it's time to get the latest from the USA. And as I say, we spoke to him yesterday, but we thought we'd get him back on the line to wrap up the final round of the Masters. Chris Perkins is on the line from America once again. Morning to you, Chris. Hey, good morning, Dan. You mentioned the Women's World Cup. Uh, mm. US uh, maybe may have a little... Uh, uh, a, a quick sh- or an unexpected change in their their planned lineup they're going to toss out there this summer um, uh, in July because Mallory Swanson, their forward, one of their forwards, tore her patellar tendon over the weekend Ooh. against Ireland. Yeah. They're looking like she's going to be out for the World Cup, unfortunately. So uh, and the U.S. plays Ireland again tomorrow in St. Louis. St. Louis getting to host a women's uh, nas- a U.S. women's national team game for the first time. Mm, very good. Yeah, that's disappointing uh, news. And it is, it's an interesting one, the Women's World Cup, um, being played in the middle of our rugby league and AFL seasons. And it will uh, move some... Um, rugby league games to non-traditional venues, but I think everyone can understand that. I think uh, the hype for it, once we get, we are still 100 days out, but once we get a little closer, and look, the Matildas are a big chance in this year's uh, World Cup, so really looking forward to it. Definitely uh, the biggest sporting event happening on these shores uh, this year. Um, potentially the biggest sporting event uh, anywhere in the world uh, this year. So, uh, and a bit of news about that as well I'll get to uh, after we speak uh, to you, Chris. Uh, One other big sporting event, though, uh, that happens every uh, year has finished, though. Uh, The US Masters wrapping up yesterday. I'm going to ask you in a second about some of the live golfers because they were front and centre in particular uh, yesterday. But in the end, um, final round and John Rahm, uh, the winner there. Yeah, it was kind of PGA versus Live there mm. at the end. Uh, the, the final group, it was Brooks Kepka who had the lead. Um, when he started play early yesterday morning, uh, you know he had the he had the four shot lead when they came back out on the course. Immediate two shot swing when Kepka bogeys, Rom birdies the seventh in the third round, and really Kepka st- from there struggled. His next eighteen holes. He shot four over par, so the equivalent of a round from the eighth hole, third round, to the seventh hole, fourth round, he shot 76. That that that's that's not a good sign for 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 a player to go out and do that when you're trying to win a major championship. Uh, Kepka yesterday in the fourth round shot 75. Uh, Rom, on the other hand, went out a brilliant round, shot 69, three under par, and really just solid golf. I mean, one. 
one blip on the scorecard. He bogeyed the ninth, uh, but you know, had control of the, the final round. He led at one point. He had a, had a four-shot lead, wound up winning by four shots. And once he got the lead, it was just solid shot-making by John Rahm. He didn't have to do anything spectacular, just had to make his shots. And, and for the most part, he did that. A couple of birdies he carded on the backside, uh, shot 34 coming home to finish with shooting 69, uh, but wins by four. But, yeah, the live golfers. Mm. Uh, Kepka tied for second with, with his uh, fellow live golfer, Phil Mickelson. Yes. 52-year-old Phil Mickelson. Uh, shades of Jack in 86. In fact, that, that was what I was thinking about. Mm. Uh, and I told you yesterday, somebody from far back goes out and throws down a round, throws down a really good round. That was Nicholson yesterday, shot 65, came home in 31 on the back nine. I was absolutely on fire, finished at eight under. And when Mickelson finished on 18 at eight under, he was only two shots back of Rom, and it was, mm. and Rom would have known it because yeah, yeah, yeah small boards all over the all over the joint at Augusta. He would have seen Mickelson was in the clubhouse at eight under. Rom was sitting at ten under. That could have put a ton of pressure on John Rom, and if it did, he sure didn't show it because he was just absolutely rock solid coming home. You know, like I said, with those two birdies in the middle of the back nine and and pars the rest of the way, it was it, it was a masterful performance by Rom. He wins his first green jacket, his second career major. He's halfway to a career grand slam. Mm. And like I said yesterday, how appropriate a Spanish golfer wins the Masters on the birthday of a Spanish legend. Sevi Ballesteros would have been 66 yesterday. So mm. really cool storybook finish there as well. Yeah, and just in terms of uh, the Live Golfers as well, Cameron Smith uh, heading back home, and there's a Live Golf event in Adelaide uh, at the end of next week. So in about tw- uh, 10 days' time, I think it's the 21st mm. to 23rd, um, totally a sellout, uh, complete sellout. Uh, in Adelaide uh, for that. Cameron Smith, obviously, being an Australian, uh, will headline that. Uh, Just the Live Golf world, um, how's it been? uh, What's the reception been like in America uh, with the Live Golfers? Well, if you could watch them, they are on television. I haven't gotten to watch. I haven't watched Mm. any of the Live Golf events, quite honestly, because my, my cable service doesn't carry the CW. That's the network they're on. Mm. They're not even on one of the big four free-to-air networks. The CW is kind of a it, – it's a network for, for smaller sort of independent television stations around the country uh, that it's, it's definitely not uh, – not, it doesn't get a lot of wide exposure, mm. uh, let's put it that way, in, in, in terms of television, uh, in terms of broadcasting. So I haven't gotten to wa- actually watch any of the Live Golf events. Uh, I mean, the reaction is, you know, they're, they're playing, they're playing a different, they're playing, it, it's a, a kind of, I don't know how to put this the right way without insulting people, but I'm just going to go ahead and do it. <laughs> it. It's almost like they're, we treat live golf. Those of us who watch the PGA tour on a regular basis kind of look at live golf as kind of hit and giggle. Okay. Mm-hmm. It's 54 holes. It's it's a lot it's a lot of brand names it's a lot of names we know uh, from the PGA Tour who've gone over there, but it it's it doesn't 
feel for me quite like what we traditionally are used to with golf. With the shotgun starts, the 54-hole tournament, we're used to 72 holes, and you, 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 have, you have the groupings. You have everybody out on the course at one time. So it, it just it looks a little bit different. And again, and with it you know, being financed uh, by, by the Saudis, by Saudi money, uh, can, can kind of leave a bad taste in your mouth as well. Yes, indeed. Uh, very, very good. Now, uh, NBA, we didn't get around to that yesterday. Uh, the Dallas Mavericks, uh, what's happening there? And what is the latest in the NBA? Yeah, we're, we're at the end of the regular season. We have the play-in games that start tomorrow, uh, the, what I call the qualifying finals, because they, the NBA for the play-in tournament do it kind of in an Australian way, with, with the double chance for teams that are seventh and eighth in, in each conference. They're going to play each other. The winner gets the seventh seed. The loser plays the winner of the 9-10 game for the eighth seed in the playoffs. Mm. So, you know, like I said, the seven, eight teams seated seventh and eighth, they get that double chance, kind of like AFL or NRL finals. So I call tomorrow night's games, the seven, eight games, qualifying finals. That's mm. what we got tomorrow night in the Eastern Conference. Atlanta goes to Miami in, in the first game. And then out West, uh, Minnesota will take on the LA Lakers out in Los Angeles. Uh, again, the winner of those games get the seventh seed. In, in the upcoming playoffs that start on Saturday. Wednesday, they have the 9-10 the game. So in the West, it'll be Oklahoma City and New Orleans. Mm. In the East, it's Chicago and uh, Toronto who play um, in, the, in the Eastern Conference. The winners of those games take on the losers of, the, of tomorrow night's games. Those games will be on Friday. But the Dallas Mavericks, what's interesting, is they had a shot to get into the play-in tournament last week, last Friday, mm. They benched pretty much anybody who could provide anything. They were playing the Chicago Bulls. Mm. Dallas decided, instead of trying for a spot in the play-in tournament, the 10 seed, they decided, shut it down. Mm. They played Luka Doncic for a, for a quarter, but then shut him down for the rest of the game. They wind up losing to Chicago. The reason they did that, the primary reason is, is they wanted uh, they wanted to try to keep their draft pick this, this year. Uh, they... We're tied with Chicago for the 10th best odds in the lottery uh, entering Friday night. A loss helps them keep that number 10 spot. And number 10 is important because of the trade with the New York Knicks for Kristaps Porzingis. The Knicks are owed a first-round draft pick. This year's draft pick is, is what's known as top 10 protected meaning if it falls in the top 10 spots in in the draft order, Dallas gets to keep it, and New York's going to have to wait until next year or down the road for that, that first-round draft pick. Dallas wanted to keep it instead of trying to get into the, into the play-in tournament to get into the playoffs where they probably get smashed by Denver in the first round in four straight. So they – here's the word. They tanked. That's, mm-hmm. that's the only way you can call it. Um, and wound up losing, wound up missing out of the playoffs. They have the number 10 spot right now, but karma may come into play for Dallas because you still have the draft lottery, and there is an 18% chance that one of the teams below Dallas right now in the draft order could jump up if their ping pong ball combination gets picked during the draft lottery. So I am I am eagerly anticipating the, the draft lottery uh, coming up next month, May 16th, 
to see if uh, if karma does wind up biting the Dallas Mavericks. But the NBA is investigating. I would fully expect Mark Cuban's going to have to cut a pretty big check because of what happened on Friday. All right, Chris, perfect. Good stuff. And just one text here. Uh, where are you today? Uh, they want to know on the text line, where are you? Heading anywhere? Are you at home? What's happening? I am sitting right now getting uh, getting my trailer unloaded. I am in the home of the defending Super Bowl mm. champion, Kansas City Chiefs. Mm, very nice. Are they still partying? Uh, probably a little bit. Uh, I, I, they, they do have baseball to focus on. But quite honestly, the most the most popular question at uh, Kauffman Stadium right now is when does Chiefs camp start? Yes, all right. The Royals are very good. Thank you, Chris. Great stuff. We'll chat again on Thursday morning and uh, preview a big weekend of sport. And I'm sure a lot more would have happened over the next 48 48 hours for us to chat about. So we'll chat then. Sounds good. Have a good day. Thanks, mate. Chris Perkins on the line from America jumping on uh, today uh, just to wrap up the U.S. Masters. John Gallo, by the way, if you're wondering where he is, if you just turned uh, the radio on, wondering about uh, the EPL chat, he's on his way home from Byron Bay, um, and we'll have a chat with him hopefully tomorrow. Uh, Just on that Women's World Cup as well, the last batch of tickets uh, will go on sale today at midday. Uh, So you want to be quick because um, previous releases sold out fast. Uh, so 100 days until that World Cup, Australia will take on Ireland at a, a core stadium on July 20. So if you want tickets to any of the matches for all games, they go on sale at midday today. Um, so if you want any tickets, uh, you'll have to move quick this afternoon. 0457 736 736 or 1300 01 Also interested in your take. Um, I haven't watched a heap of live golf, but um, Chris Perkins there thinking it's a bit of a hidden giggle. Have you... Been watching a lot of live golf? Have you watched any of the live golf? Uh, 0457 736 736 or 1300 01 1170. Also on the agenda this morning, the West Tigers, do they give Benji Marshall the top job now? Um, and give uh, Lev, let Tim Sheens maybe be the coaching mentor? He was on the headphones a lot towards the end of the game yesterday. Bad news, though, with Adam Dewey looking like he's done his ACL and will be out for at least a year, maybe longer, Tim Sheen saying. And where do you put Parramatta at the moment? Two wins this year. Uh, Mitch Moses was very good. But do they have? Do you have them in your top eight? 0457 736 736 or as a premiership contender, 1300 01 1170, our open line number. Jack Whiten, uh, the Raiders preparing to offer him a lot of uh, money to stay there. Um, and they do obviously want to keep him a very good player, very important part of uh, the team. $4.4 million uh, they're tabling to bid at least to the NRL um, to say that it is market value. The Dolphins wanting to offer him more than $1 million. What do you reckon? 0457 736 736 or 1300 01 1170 is our open line number. And 100 days until the Football World Cup gets underway. What's been your favourite memories of some of the other sporting events, huge sporting events that have been held in Australia? Olympics, World Cups, uh, maybe a reoccurring event that happens every three or four years. 1300 01 1170, our open line number. Or you can call or you can text 0457 736 736 to your text. And more of the news of the day next. It is coming up to 20 minutes to six o'clock. And your text in just a second. Just before that, the AFL uh, last, or oh, yesterday afternoon, of course, we had the NRL, but we had uh, Geelong big winners in the end 
over Hawthorne uh, when I flicked over at half time of the NRL. It was very close uh, between Geelong and Hawthorne. Not at the end, though. Geelong, 19 uh, 13, 127 over Hawthorne, 6 9 45. So another disappointing result uh, for Hawthorne there. Geelong getting their first win of the season, a much needed win uh, for Geelong. Of course, haven't won a game so far uh, this season. So they won yesterday quite convincingly in the end to Hawthorne. And we do that all for Ken Arts Hire. Head into Ken Arts Hire for their two. For one offer. Let us go to the text on 0457 736 736. You can call the open line anytime, 1300 01 1170. James, I probably won't read your text out, but thank you for that. Uh, it, uh, something I said earlier on made him uh, giggle. Yes, I'll refer to it as the chop top job uh, from now on and not anything else. James, uh, this from the Kingswood Welder in relation to John Gallo, who uh, is usually on on a Tuesday morning. And I was very disappointed that he messaged me. Uh, yesterday and said that he's not going to be able to talk English Premier League and football with me today because he's on his way back from Byron Bay. Now, he posted some nice pictures on Facebook the other day. Uh, Nice beach, son. Uh, Still no excuse not to be on here. Uh, We know we pay him the big bucks here. Uh, This is from Kingswood Welder. Hi, Dan. I've heard John was held up in Byron uh, due to filming of an upcoming episode of RBT. Reports he has a starring role. Uh, No, uh, he's just on holiday. He will be back. but no, no. Well, as far as I know, uh, nothing like that uh, for the great John Gallo. But we will ask him tomorrow morning uh, if he gets back from Byron Bay. Maybe he likes it so much he'll stay there. Uh, asking you great sporting events. We're 100 days away from the start of the Women's Football uh, World Cup. Looking forward to that. But asking you about sporting events in the past. Yeovil Treeman says, hi, Dan. Obviously, the 2000 Sydney Olympics has been my ultimate sporting event in Australia. Two weeks of sporting heaven in our own backyard and many sports so accessible. Apart from the Olympics, the Rugby World Cup, particularly the passion of the Minnow Nations, that from the Yeovil Treeman. Yeah, I think the Olympics, the Sydney Olympics, would probably be at the top of the list for most people that were around then. It's 23 years ago. Uh, now I was 10 when the Olympics were on. I think it was about three when uh, they announced that they were going to be held in Sydney. But it was a great feeling. I didn't I didn't get to go to the swimming or the, or the athletics or anything like that. But I went to a night of the football and where I was living at the time was very close to where they were doing the marathons, the road cycling. And you are right, Yeovil Treatment. Uh, even someone at my age at that point in time, you can remember the excitement and the buzz of the city of Sydney when the Olympics were held. I was over in London, uh, in England, in the two years leading up to uh, the Olympics being held there in 2012 um, and early on in 2012, and you could feel the excitement happening there. I was back in Australia, unfortunately, for uh, the actual Olympics, but you just know it is very, very exciting. And I agree with you about the Rugby World Cup. I think we discussed this last week, didn't we, on the show, or a couple of weeks ago, that... Rugby Union, we talk about Rugby Union now and Eddie Jones, and of course it's been in the news with uh, the signing of Joseph uh, Soeli'i, but 20 years ago, and it is 20 years ago, almost uh, give it another six months, it will be exactly 20 years ago, Rugby Union was very big in this country, had a huge chance to overtake Rugby League. Um, didn't and It just didn't quite, it, it just went downhill from there. We do have another World Cup though happening uh, yeah, on Australian soil in 2027. And, of course, another Olympics happening on Australian soil in 2032. Thank you uh, for that, Chuck Man. This from Dan. Good morning, Dan. Uh, i got to say the Rugby Sevens is a great three-day event and also the grass hockey and ice hockey at the Olympics. Every four years, I become a hockey expert. 
Yeah, understand that as well. I enjoy watching the hockey. Uh, it's funny when the Olympics are on, all of a sudden you get to be an expert in things, don't you? Um, I enjoy watching hockey during the Olympics. I enjoy watching a lot of the other sports uh, in the Olympics. This one as well, just on what uh, Chris Perkins had to say about live golf. He says, not sure I would call live golf hit and giggle, but pretty sure all the players are laughing all the way to the bank. Uh, yes, wouldn't be surprised. I think they'd be uh, very happy indeed. couple more texts I'll get to after the break. Keep them coming in, though. 0457 736 736. Open line number is 1300 01 1170. A bit of talk around Victor Radley and the Roosters uh, since he was sin-binned on Thursday night against the Melbourne Storm. Uh, it's now been revealed the Roosters have never won a game of rugby league in which Victor Radley has spent time in the sin-bin. Uh, so it does show how costly it becomes whenever... Uh, the punishing Lockford steps out of line and leaves his uh, side short on defence in the middle. So we know Radley was sin-binned on, on Thursday night for the seventh time in his career, which then led to two quick tries for the Melbourne Storm. So Latrell Mitchell is actually the most sin-binned player in NRL history with eight, followed by Radley, Jason Stevens, and Billy Slater on seven. However, Radley has the best strike rate of the top four. He's played 101 games behind Mitchell, who's played 150, Slater 319, and Stevens 231. On two occasions as well, Radley has been sent to the sin bin twice in a game. Uh, Trent Robinson uh, said he knows how costly it is. Um, it wasn't the worst thing in the world, but he was charged and fined $3,000. So the Roosters never won a game in which Victor Radley has been sin-binned. So you'd hope, uh, for his side's sake, he'll stay on the field. And just a bit of other good news about uh, the Roosters as well. Looks like uh, Angus Crichton will be coming back uh, in reserve grade. And I'll get uh, that article for you in just a second. But it looks like, yeah, good news. He will be back uh, coming through the reserve grade competition and looks to be uh, looking like a return to the NRL in the next couple of weeks. He'll be playing against Newtown at Henson Park on Saturday afternoon. Uh, Robinson said he's been really good since he came back. Um, Angus has been one of the fittest and strongest guys. He missed preseason, but he's kept up training on his own. And the Roosters hoping he'll return to the top side in a couple of weeks. We'll finish with more of your texts. 0457 736 736 right after the break. It's 10 to 6. And Chookman on the text says, why was the Masters, the US Masters, postponed for a bit of rain? Shooter McGavin and Happy Gilmore had to putt with a tower on the green in the 90s. He also says, play has gone soft. Thank you, Chookman. Very uh, good text for this early on in the morning. And Jason says, Dan, the 2003 Rugby World Cup is one of my highlights despite England winning. Yeah, that was one of the great... Uh, finals, though, wasn't it? Thank you for all your texts today. Now, uh, Pat in Heels for our Queensland listeners coming up after the 6 o'clock news. For listeners through SEN 1170 AM in Sydney, it'll be Jimmy Smith and Greg Alexander. Uh, some of their guests today, Mitch Moses, Parramatta star, uh, in their win yesterday over the West Tigers, will join them. Lee Hatchman, tell us as well from Brian's Lawyers. No doubt they'll be, he'll be asked about uh, the West Tigers as well. Plus, Michael Carianas with all the latest NRL headlines. Thanks for your company today. Tomorrow, we'll talk to Matt. Matty Cox, host of Tradies News down in Melbourne. And hopefully John Gallo will be back from Byron Bay and we can wrap up the EPL. Thanks for your company. Breakfast follows the news at 6. I'll catch you tomorrow morning from 5. Have a wonderful Tuesday.